Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 16 to chapter 6, 14, November the 2nd. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. Please be with us. We ask you, give us the supplies we need for today. Lord, they will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Amen. After seven days, the Lord gave me Ezekiel a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying, You are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their death. If you warn them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins, but you will save yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered, and I will hold you responsible for their death. But if you warn the righteous people not to sin, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live, and you will have saved yourself too. Then the Lord took me, and he took a hold of me, and said, Get up and go into the valley, and I will speak to you there. So I got up and went, and there I saw the glory of the Lord, just as I had seen in my first vision by the Kabar River, and I fell face down on the ground. Then the Spirit came into me and set me on my feet. He spoke to me and said, Go to your house and shut yourself in. There, son of man, you will be tied with rope so you cannot go out among the people. And I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be speechless and unable to rebuke them, for they are rebels. But when I give you a message, I will loosen your tongue and let you speak. Then you will say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Those who choose to listen will listen, but those who refuse for they are rebel. And now, son of man, take a large clay brick and set it down in front of you. Then draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. Show the city under siege. Build a wall around it so no one can escape. Set up the enemy camp and surround the city with siege rams and battering rams. Then take an iron griddle and place it between you and the city. Turn toward the city and demonstrate how harsh the siege will be against Jerusalem. This will be a warning to the people of Israel. Now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on yourself. You are to bear their sins for the number of days you lie there on your side. I am requiring you to bear Israel's sins for 390 days. One day for each year of their sin. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days one day for each year of Judah's sin. Meanwhile, keep starting at the siege, staring at the siege of Jerusalem. Lie there with your arms bare and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from side to side until the seven days of your siege have been completed. Now go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and emmer wheat and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself. During 390 days, you will be lying on your side. Ration this out to yourself. Eight ounces of food for each day and eat it at set times. 
Then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. Prepare and eat this food and you, as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dry human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Then the Lord said, This is how Israel will eat the file bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, must I be defiled by human dung? For I have never been defiled before from the time I was a child until now I have never eaten any any animal that died of sickness or was killed by other animals. I have never eaten any meat forbidden by the law. All right, the Lord said, You may bake your bread with cow dung instead of human dung. Then he told me, Son of man, I will make food very scarce in Jerusalem. It will be weighed out with great care and eaten fearfully. The water will be rationed out drop by drop, and the people will drink it with dismay. Lacking food and water, people will look at one another in terror, and they will waste away under their punishment. Son of man, take a sharp sword and use it as a razor to shave your head and beard. Use the scale to weigh the hair into three equal parts. Place a third of it in the center of your your mat of Jerusalem. After acting out of the siege, burn it there. Scatter another third across your mat and chop it with a sword. Scatter the last third to the wind, for I will scatter my people with the sword Keep just a bit of the hair and tie it up in your robe. Then take some of those these hairs and throw them out into the fire, burning them up. A fire will then spread from this remnant and destroy all, all of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. This is an illustration of what will happen to Jerusalem. I place her at the center of the nations, but she has rebelled against my regulations and decrees and has been even more wicked than the surrounding nations. She has refused to obey the regulations and decrees I gave her to follow. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You people have behaved worse than your neighbors and have refused to obey my decrees and regulations. You have not even lived up to the standards of the nations around you. Therefore, I myself, the Sovereign Lord, am now your enemy. I will punish you publicly while the nations watch. Because of your detestable idols, I will punish you like I have never punished anyone before or ever will again. Parents will eat their own children, and children will eat their parents. I will punish you and scatter to to the winds the few who survive. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will cut you off completely. I will show you no pity at all, because you have defiled my temple with your vile images and detestable sins. A third of your people will die in the city from disease and famine. A third of them will be slaughtered by the enemy outside the city walls. And I will scatter a third to the wind, chasing them with my sword. Then at last my anger will be spent and I will be satisfied. And with my fury against them has subsided, all Israel will know that I, the Lord, have spoken to them in my jealous anger. So I will turn you into a ruin, a mockery in the eyes of the surrounding nations and to all who pass by. You will become an object of mockery and taunting and horror. You will be a warning to all the nations around you. They will see what happens 
When the Lord punishes a nation in anger and rebukes it, says the Lord, I will shower you with deadly arrows of famine to destroy you. The famine will become more and more severe with every crumb of food is gone. And along with the famine, wild animals will attack you and rob you of your children. Disease and war will stalk to your land. And I will bring the sword of the enemy against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Again, a message from to, came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. Proclaim this message from the Sovereign Lord against the mountains of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills and to the ravines and valleys. I am about to bring a war upon you and I will smash your pagan shrines. All your altars will be demolished and your places of worship will be destroyed. I will kill your people in front of your idols. I will lay your corpse in front of your idols and scatter your bones around your altars. Wherever you live, there will be desolation, and I will destroy your pagan shrines. Your altars will be demolished. Your idols will be smashed. Your place of worship will be torn down, and all the religious objects you have made will be destroyed. The place will be littered with corpses, and you will know that I alone am the Lord. But I will let a few of my people escape destruction, and they will be scattered among the nations of the world. Then, when they are exiled among the nations, they will remember me. They will recognize how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. Then, at last, they will hate themselves for all their detestable sins. They will know that I alone am the Lord, and and that I was serious when I said I would bring this calamity on them. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Clap your hands in horror and stamp your, your feet. Cry out because of the detestable sins the people of Israel have committed. Now they are going to die from war and famine and disease. Disease will strike down those who are far away in exile. War will destroy those who are nearby. And anyone who survives will be killed by my famine. So at last I will spend my fury on them. They will know that I am the Lord. When their dead lie scattered among their idols and altars on every hill and mountain, under every green tree and every great shade tree, the places where they offer sacrifices to their idols, I will crush them and make their cities desolated from the wilderness in the south of Riblah in the north. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Amen. And now a reading from Hebrews chapter 4. God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, In my anger I took a note, they will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has been ready since the man, he made the, the world, we know it is ready because of the place in the scripture where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day God rested from all his work. But it, in the other passages God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God said another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. 
Today, God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua has succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after he created the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fail. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharp than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and moral. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in our creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. And He is the one in whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of gracious of our gracious God. There will, we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Amen. Prayer is is our approach to God, and because Jesus is our mediator, we are to come boldly. Some believers approach God with heads hung low, afraid to ask Him to meet their needs. Others may flippantly pray flippantly, giving little thought to what they say. Come with respect because He is your King, but also come with bold assurance because He is your friend. Amen. Like the high priest, Jesus meditates between God and humanity. As humanity represents us, he intercedes for us before God. As humanity's representative, he intercedes for us before God. As God's representative, he assures us of God's forgiveness. Jesus has more authority than the Jewish high priest because he is truly God and truly man, unlike the high priest, who could go before God only once a year. Christ is always at God's right hand, always available to hear us when we pray. To the Jews, the high priest was the highest religious authority in the land. He alone entered the most holy place in the temple once a year to make atonement for the sins of the whole nation. Leviticus 16. Christ, however, superior to the high priest and his priesthood is superior. Amen. Pray in the Psalms. Let us reflect on the ways that we depend on God, on Jesus. Thank Him because He's our high priest. Thank Him because He's our salvation. He is our, our sacrifice, our Lamb of God. And thank Him that He understands when we pray. He stands before us ever ever interceding. Thank Him for what He provides for us each day. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you, Jesus, that you intercede for us. Amen. Reading Psalm 104, 24 to 35. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom you have made them all. 
The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are richly satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. The earth trembles at his glance. The mountains smoke at his touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him. For I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 26, 27. If you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it will crush you instead. Proverbs 26, 27. Isn't that interesting? If you said daily prayers for others, you will be caught in those prayers yourself. If you put blessings on the top of the heads and pray down blessings on your enemies, it will come down on us instead too. Amen. So we turn it around. Lord, we just ask you to bless our enemies. Bless them with prosperity, health, and happiness, Lord God. Bless their surroundings, Lord, that they may praise you and worship you and be saved all the days of their lives. Amen. All right, young family, may God bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, lift up his counsel and give you peace, establish you in every wish way. Amen. Go in peace.